type. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Almost nothing we haven't talked about on the show this morning and still want to hear from you as well with your garden calls and questions with you until 9 o'clock this morning. And then Dave Baker shoves me out of the way for the Home Fix It show between 9 and noon, 404-872-0750. So Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery, the West Cobb store is here and you got to go to work after this. Yes, I do. So if you're running late, I will write you a tardy slip. Please do. Okay, Please I do, sure so will. I won't get in trouble. <laughs> and Charles Lampkin from the Marietta store will be along in just a little bit to talk about some Mother's Day gift ideas at all of the nurseries. Um, you ready for a few more questions? Sure. Let's let's do this together, shall we? All right. Ba- patiently holding down in Henry County and McDonough. In fact, it's Antonio. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy Mother's Day. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And congratulations on being a new homeowner. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time coming, but it was the perfect right time. And I couldn't have asked for a home that was just ready to move in and start living. Like, I, you couldn't figure out one project or something to remodel or do. And I didn't know. I just knew, man, this is some soft grass to walk around bare feet. I never felt nothing like this. And then I found out, oh, man, you got computer grass. So everybody was like, you got good grass. And then when I started watching videos, I never realized how difficult it is to keep it in that pristine look. And now, because I haven't done anything, because I moved in in August, so it was somewhat going into dormant. And now that it's coming out of dormant, it's like, did I miss my window of putting anything down? Or do I just have to kind of bite the bullet and let the, the POA, I think, or the bluegrass? Yeah. Well, look at you. Oh. You've you've done your research. You know this. POA annual. Yeah, annual bluegrass. And it's going to down its so own. What happens is with YouTube, you get a thousand thoughts, a thousand hypotheses, and then most times <laughs> you're able to take a little bit from each video sure. and make your own plan of action. But with grass, because whatever you do, it's going to take it's going to take a week or so to finally show the result. Right. But if you do something wrong, you got to kind of live with that. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to be high-high. He really is a rookie over there. No, <laughs> I, you don't sound like a rookie at all, my friend. You actually sound very well-versed, and you've done some good homework. And, yes, A, you're lucky to have an established Bermuda lawn. But, yep, it's on you to take care of it right. and not let it get overrun by weeds. Um, so as far as just a really good in-season, you know, warm-season herbicide to use, Mickey, you and I talked about a product at Pike Nursery that might be good. Yeah, the uh, weed beater is a good one. Um, what I would do, though, I think timing is everything. And you can go online, the extension, the Georgia Cooperative Extension Service has got a, a, a timing of when you need to put down a pre-emergent and when you need to put down a post-emergent and when you need to fertilize it. Uh, if you come in pikes, we've got a, a a little thing that we can give you that tells you when you need to do what. Walter Reeves has got one on his. But I think timings is so important. Yep. And just start right now. Even if, if you're late, start whatever you're supposed to be doing right now, do it right yeah, now. Yeah, Antonio, I would I would have that <laughs> weed beater on hand, and it's a Bonide product. Bonide right. is the brand that makes weed beater, and you'll be able to go into a Pike Nursery location, and you're in McDonough, so I mm-hmm. think there's one close to the south side. but Peachtree um, City. Yes, that's right, the Peachtree City Pike mm-hmm. no, uh, location. So Weed Beater Ultra, always read and follow the label directions, but as it applies to, you know, warm season grasses like Bermuda, that's going to knock out a lot of the weeds for you. You know, read the directions on when and how to spray, you know, there's better times of days 
uh, not doing it on windy days. So there's no drift and all that kind of thing. But, you know, you just walk out there with a little spray bottle once you get home from work one (laughs) night and, you know, spray as you go. And like uh, Antonio's so right, though, you do something wrong and your lawn (laughs) shows you immediately, but you do all the right things and it takes a week or two for those weeds to die. So I'm with him on that. Um, But I'm going to get your email address off the air, Antonio, and email you the lawn care calendar that Mickey's talking about. And for anybody that uh, wants that, and I think it's a great for new homeowners, even if you're not a new homeowner, but you just moved and you have a different grass or you're installing a different type of lawn than you've had, this lawn care calendar put out by the Georgia Extension Office uh, is great. It's one page, January through December, what you need to be doing when. I print it out. I've got it in the garage. uh, That way I can always reference it from my fescue. But I'm going to email that to you and anybody that wants to find that quickest way is walterreeves.com walter's website walterreeves.com and in the search bar type lawn care calendar and there it is you can pick from you know i've got centipede i've got zoysia i've got fescue and print out that pdf it's just one page and that's going to be really good so also um regular watering with any Mm -hmm. of these warm season lawns you know antonio's got bermuda you've got zoysia if we go through dry spells it's really going to be good for you to think about taking that sprinkler out and it needs water for a like deeper watering for a longer period of time rather than oh i'm gonna water it three times this week like yeah like don't just water three times in one week and just let the grass get misted you know i mean you really want to soak that sprinkler for an hour or two and let that water really soak in i think about an inch a week is probably pretty standard what it means if you do it you know 30 45 minutes or something like that just longer but not as often you that'll really help a lot with your funguses and things like that as well yeah well and too so that's something to think about too you know people will start calling about all these slimy things and weird funguses that they'll see um on their on their lawns and it is best to water in the morning because that way you've got time for the lawn to dry out during the course of the day whereas if you water at night you're going to bed, it stays wet, that can bring on the onslaught of disease and fungus. So that's just a couple of tips, Antonio, keeping in touch with uh, the right product for weed control, having that on hand at all times, and proper watering is going to get you on your way. And then this lawn care calendar will get into a little more with you, when to fertilize and all that. So I'll have Nia uh, check with you on line one and get your email address, and I'll send that to you. I'm glad you called. Congratulations. Wow, buying a house right now is is a hard proposition, but you're that much luckier when you when you inherit a nice yard. Um, Kimberly hit me up on the Facebook page, Mickey, and said, listen to the show, don't have time to call in, but any suggestions for how I can kill clover that's overrun my Mondo grass? And Mondo, even though it's Mondo grass, it's not really a grass type. It's not intended to be a lawn, but it certainly can be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's low growing, stays the same height, really lush, really full, and I can see how, you know, clover would stick out in that. Yeah. Um, so, again, another bonide product that has clover in the name, but we may just want to be careful. Yeah, I, be sure and read the directions. I don't have that in front of me. I'm not sure. But just be sure and read the directions and make sure it's okay on Mondo grass Yeah, because put that on my Kimberly, that is definitely going to be thought of as, as different than what, you know, the these. regular grass. Yeah, what these are designed for with our regular lawns. So, bonide product there is like a chickweed clover and oxalis killer so it's in the name but yeah do do follow the label directions because we want to make sure that that herbicide can tell the difference between (laughs) clover which is a broadleaf weed um, and the mondo and you just always want to really go lightly and people shouldn't get over eager too like antonio kind of alluded to you know Mm -hmm. spray these weeds 
but give it five, six, seven yeah. days for it to start to work. Don't go back out there two days later and go, ah, the weed yeah. hasn't died yet. Like give it time, it you know, and be a little more um, conservative with your applications of herbicides rather than just going all out spraying like crazy, right? So Mondo grass, I mean, that is really a nice idea for a lawn. Oh, yeah. I did a, gar- I did a garden tour a couple of years ago, and they had used that in a shady lawn. They had used that for their lawn, the, the dwarf Mondo, yeah. not the tall Mondo. But it was beautiful. And it you can really walk pretty. on it, and it's well, they pretty had path. They had, I think they had a path through it, but it was still, you know, it takes some. It was beautiful, though. But weeds are going to grow everywhere. Yeah. So weeds it's going to grow up in Mondo, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so sticking with grass questions, Mickey, and this one, I'm not sure, and I'm going to be fully honest with Nick. Uh, Nick's Facebook message just a little bit ago, maybe 30 minutes ago, what is good to kill grass and weeds in an above ground vegetable garden? So we obviously want to be more careful, right. depending on how big. I am a huge advocate of manual removal. I know it's a pain, but I get out there with my lawn refuge bag or my five-gallon bucket, and I pull what I can and um, we have some we have some uh, organic fertile, um, herbicides herbicide. that you can use, and it'll say it's good for the garden. Uh, if you're at Pikes, the organic ones have a gold-like label on them. And I think some of the ones they use are vinegar, but the problem is that that'll kill everything. So you got to be careful not to get it on your vegetables because most of the ones like that are non-selective. So if you've already got the vegetables in the garden, Nick. I would try to spray it. Yeah, number one is manual removal. And my, my, now my vegetable garden, I told you I put mine in last week. I um, I till it all up. I put the fertilizer in and then I put newspaper on yes. mine. I put three layers of newspaper and then I put um, wheat, wheat straw on top of that. And I don't get any weeds. I don't get any weeds. I don't get blossom in rot because I don't get it doesn't get wet, dry, wet, dry. So if you hadn't already put in your vegetable garden, think about doing that because it really makes a difference. Three or four layers of newspaper. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's much better than landscape fabric or anything because it's going to wear away. That's right. And then you just till it in in the fall. Yeah. So if you have small weeds, Nick, that may be an option. Just go ahead and smother them with something. Mm -hmm. That way, no chemicals necessary. But like Mickey's saying, even if you go to Pike and you're able to find an organic herbicide instead of going out there spraying i would i mean walter was an advocate of even like literally using a paintbrush yeah and painting you know if it's broadleaf weeds or wild strawberry or something like that if you can't just pull it by hand really something to be said for pinpointing it and painting it rather Mm -hmm. than spraying it that way there's no chance for drift onto the tomato plants or something else so newspaper Mm. that i mean that's that's cheap and easy and effective so that's a good idea as well for weed control when we come back we'll talk to brenda and snellville about her eastern snowball her uh, viburnum and grace in dunwoody calling about a homemade remedy for i'm not sure but we're gonna find out it involves a ziploc bag so i'm really curious to know what grace has to say 404-872-0750 we'll be back to green and growing right after this and we're back. Lots of great questions. 404-872-0750. Want to jump right back out to the phones. And I'm in studio with Mickey Gasway from the West Cobb uh, Pike Nursery location. Brenda in Snellville. Good morning. Welcome to Green and Growing. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, hey, I got a question. I planted um, Eastern Snowballs. I've got two of them. Um, two uh, May two years ago. So mm-hmm. they're going into their, I guess, third season, whatever. Um they flowered and they're doing fairly well. They're it's slow growing, except one of them had a really long stem that started out last year and it's 
growing like crazy, whereas the rest of them are kind of sprawling. This is going straight up. Um, it's, it's hardened wood most of the way up, except for the new growth that's shown up this year. I'm not sure if I should be cutting that off or not. It, it didn't get any flowers, whereas the rest of the plant did have some flowers this year. Is it? I wonder if it's coming up from something else entirely, or it's just. Does a the random... leaf look the same as on the rest of it? Yeah, yeah, it, it is definitely the okay. same. And you've got lots yeah. of other limbs coming out, right from the bottom. You've got other shoots, right? Right. The ones at the bottom are kind of just sprawled out and laying, if low I, laying. If right I were now, you, I would younger plants. I would cut it off. Pruning induces growth, so you'll get you'll get some side growth from that kind of fill in. Uh, try to yeah, cut above a node. Find some little lumps mm-hmm. of some cut above that. And and this is the time to do it. I cut mine have already bloomed and I cut mine back last week. Yeah, and that's what I was reading on. I kept the little pamphlet. It didn't have much information, but mm-hmm. it did say to cut it after it flowered. So mm-hmm. it was like, right. oh, I'm gonna do this. This is the time. But don't remove it all the way at the base. Cut it down to a node and let that branch spread out is what you're saying. Where, wherever you want it to branch out, that's where you need, because pruning induces growth and growth is localized. Wherever, wherever you prune okay. to is where it's going to come out. Okay, so, so, yeah, if you just go, you know, in it, within the height of the regular mm-hmm. bush a little bit and that's, cut it back there, it'll fill in about about the same height. But if you go down halfway or even closer to the ground it's going to produce growth kind of more toward the bottom of the plant which we don't necessarily want no yeah because it's got plenty of growth at the bottom of the plant yeah. it's low yeah. and it's sprawling huh. right now and that's fine as it grows up but this thing looks like it's all <laughs> and the rest of the plant is that is like kind of random yeah. i don't know yeah. Yeah. Inches, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as you're pruning too brenda you know observe that anything at this point that is completely dead uh, which you shouldn't have, you know, many limbs, if any, that are dead, but prune out all yeah. dead limbs and stems and things like that. Um, but, yeah, just so now at this point, maintenance pruning, sure. treat it like you would the rest of the bush, and it should be on its way. Yeah. Oh, love it. That was that was easy. Yeah. Right after it flowers. <laughs> That's one of those things, viburnum, after it flowers. And a lot of people see these uh, eastern snowballs, and they think, wow, that's a hydrangea bloom yeah. early, don't they? This yeah. big, white, fluffy bloom. But, uh Totally different. Hydrangeas really haven't started to bloom yet, so that is definitely what that was. If you're if you saw those white puffy blooms, so uh, Grace and Dunwoody will be up next, and Charles Lampkin from the Pike Nursery location in Marietta with some Mother's Day ideas coming up and tips about hydrangeas. So get your pen and paper ready because he'll have some good info. 404-872-0750. More about vegetable gardening too when we come back with Mickey Gasway. You're listening to ninety five point five WSB. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. A little bit left of the show. Glad you've been with us on a Saturday morning. It's going to be a nice day. It is pretty windy now. I think that's going to die down, but we'll still have wind gusts throughout the day and then sunshine tomorrow. Meteorologist Christina Edwards keeping you posted throughout the weekend. Lots of great calls, and we'll get back to those in just a minute. Plus, when I have uh, Mickey Gasaway in the studio, I can't let her get away without asking about vegetable gardening because I told all of you a little while back it is not too late. Don't think you miss the windows for those cucumbers or tomatoes, bell peppers, anything like that. So I want some of her advice uh, coming up here in just a moment. But back with us. 
from Pike Nursery, Charles Lambkin from the Marietta Store. Welcome back, friend. How are you? I'm doing great, Ashley. How are you? Very good. So we talked last week, and you're back to talk about hydrangeas for Mother's Day, which a lot of people are like, thank you, Charles, for A, the reminder, and B, for the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, and it's an excellent it's an excellent choice of plant um, for, for all our moms out there. Yeah, and, and low maintenance once you get the hang of it. You know, mom can plant it, or one of you can plant it for mom. Um, and then enjoy those blooms, depending on which type you get. You know, some will be coming up here soon or maybe later in the summer when we have the panicle types, the blooms that are more shaped like a cone or a bunch of grapes rather than that mop head, that big fluffy round bloom. Um, but tell us kind of what types we can look for in the store, what the difference in the blooms are. You kind of, the last one you spoke about was was your mop head or macrophylla. It's, it's what most people know as a hydrangea, is that per- is that that mop head look blue is the most popular color uh, and this is one of the varieties of hydrangeas that can be uh, adjusted its bloom color by adjusting the ph of the soil acidic soils are going to have more of a blue color to purple color and your alkaline soils are going to be more red to pink but a very popular plant um, the new endless summer not new anymore but the endless summer collections is a re-blooming one that blooms on old and dead wood so you don't have to worry about when to prune or how to prune on those so that's a very easy care uh and that's variety endless summer. of macrophylla to go with yeah yeah endless summer probably is good for the new gardener you're right a little less intimidating i think so so changing the color, mom can have her choice. Now it's going to take a, a season, or at least, or a at, year. At least, mm-hmm. at, at least. And macrophyllos set their buds right around like October, November, believe it or not. And uh, so that's why cutting them back too late or a very late cold like we had this March. Um, sometimes those could be some reasons why my why my mop head wouldn't bloom would be there be a late cold or improper timing of pruning. But yeah, you would uh, put lime down for... Uh, to get it more alkaline or aluminum sulfate to get it more blue. And you could put that down around then August, very early September, but it could take a couple seasons to really get that color that you want. Yeah. So patience is a virtue for gardeners. Sometimes you just have to wait on some things. Well, okay. So if we don't like the, the mop head, which I think everybody does, but there are some other options that the leaves are going to be different or the flowers are going to be a lot different. Right, so we'll start. Uh, we'll go next with our oak leaf or our Quercifolia hydrangea. Those are the ones that are going to have the very distinct oak-looking leaf. They're your first blooming. So in landscapes right now, they should at least be budded, if not showing color already. And this is a native variety. Um, the blooms are really long and conical, kind of like your panicles are. They start a, a creamy white, and then they fade to pink, and their fall color is great with their foliage turning a red to purple. Um, One of my favorite varieties, uh, and there are varieties that can get fairly large, um, six, seven, eight feet tall plus. Um, And then there are are dwarf varieties too, so really good options in your oak leaves. And Um, that's going to be a good option. Like you said, a little bit different bloom time than the macrophylla, the mop head, but um, that's going to be a good option if mom's got a shaded yard, right? Those can tolerate, and in fact, they like a lot of shade. They're your most shade tolerant, okay. yes. Your macrophylla, which we spoke of earlier, is good for a little bit of morning sun, keeping out of that afternoon intense sun. And we'll go straight into paniculatas then, because if you want a hydrangea but you got too much sun, you know, your your life isn't over. <laughs> you can go <laughs> with a paniculata or panicle-type hydrangea. 
lime lights, uh, little limes, vanilla strawberry, strawberry sundae are, are four very popular varieties. They're your last blooming. So my little limes out front probably held their blooms on till August mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, mine too. Um, very long conical blooms, a very, another easy care uh, plant because you can prune them in March and still get your blooms for the season. So uh, a very nice, easy care. They also come in tree form shapes that look really cool. So you have like a, a three or four foot size trunk with, with your plant on top of that too. And, and we have plenty of those in stock as well. So that's panicle or paniculata, which like Charles is saying, the bloom is more conical. But I mean, just the names, little lime, vanilla strawberry, strawberry sundae. I mean, that really gives you a hint. It makes you hungry, but it gives you a hint into the color. You know, I mean, the colors are so stunning in those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right. all, they're all going to start out lime green. They fade to that white, and then like your strawberry sundaes and um, vanilla strawberries are going to fade to even a more distinct pink as the as the bloom ages. And lace um, cap is one that we don't see as often, but lace caps are beautiful in their own right. It it is, and um, I I hate that it doesn't get as much attention as the other two, but your lace cap or your serrata hydrangeas. Um, take a take a a mop head bloom and just pancake it, and it, it's a flat bloom across, uh, but very very beautiful blooms and blue to pink as well. It's one of these that we can try to uh, adjust the pH of the soil to get that bloom color we do want. But they're going to bloom around the same time as the macrophyllas, maybe a little bit later. But another one that's good for shaded or morning sun areas. Gosh, that's great. So oak leaf and lace cap are going to be a little more shade tolerant. If we've got a lot of sun or the right amount of sun, mop head and paniculata or panicle are going to be good. Yeah, and mop heads I'd keep in morning sun. I'd keep them out of that intense afternoon sun. There's only one that panicle that can handle that amount of sun. Okay. And for the and, beginners, uh, Charles mentioned the endless summer, which are going to be a really good start. You don't have to worry about uh, pruning necessarily, and they're going to put on blooms for a, a longer time. Correct, correct. All right, very good. And, of course, Pike certified plant experts in the nursery can help you choose which one's right for you if you kind of go in there and know about what area you're already going to want to install it in, how much sun it gets, and what mom may want. Um, And classes. I love that classes are back at Pike Nursery, Charles, and I think one's coming up next weekend. Yeah, we have a tropical gardening class next weekend at all stores. It'll start at 1030, and that's going to kind of showcase hibiscus, mandevilla, oleander, dipodenia, ways to create nice container gardens or even how to use it in your landscape, even though it is a tropical plant. Perfect. So that's going to be fun. And Pike does prefer that you register for those just so they can keep the numbers, you know, kind of in check at each store and not have too many folks. So register online. It's free. It's easy at pikenursery.com. Um, and Charles, one more question I had for the hydrangeas, and I'm honestly asking this because I don't know, but y'all have a lifetime guarantee on trees and shrubs. Are hydrangeas considered a shrub? Would that fall into that guarantee? They're a, de- they're a deciduous flowering shrub, so they fall under that category. Okay. And if I, if I can real quick, we forgot about Annabelle hydrangea oh, or your yeah. arborescence. So yeah. those are your biggest blooms. They're nice and airy, but they're really large blooms. Your Annabelle, I've seen Annabelle blooms about the size of like a volleyball. Gosh, wow. Um, so they're called smooth hydrangeas or arborescence hydrangeas. And 
Um, like your lace cap, they don't get a lot of attention, but they are very, very beautiful hydrangeas too. About the size of a volleyball. If, if I walk away <laughs> with nothing else from this show, I'm going to remember that. That's insane. I don't know that I, you know, I definitely don't have one in my landscape, but I don't know if I've seen one recently. Holy cow. Well, I'm going to Pike. I'm going to go to Pike and look at the Annabelle hydrangeas. <laughs> well, Charles, you wish yours a happy Mother's Day, and thank you very, very much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Ashley, and uh, yeah, I hope you have a, a, a very nice weekend. Thank you. You as well. We'll definitely be talking soon again. PikeNursery.com for pictures of some of these plants we talked about, info on next weekend's tropical gardening class and uh, all kinds of resources as well. 404-872-0750. All right, Mickey Gasaway with me in studio, and she knows Charles and has been at Pike Nursery for 30, close to 30 years. So we're uh, answering some questions, taking some calls, and real quick, I think we have time for Grace and Dunwoody. Hey, Grace, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Hi, what's going on? I called you last year, and you liked my idea, so I'm calling again this year. And I remember, I... but you remind everybody. <laughs> Well, I love gardening, and every time I see a man of any age, I walk up to him and I ask him if his sweet mama is a gardener or his grandmother or his favorite aunt, and I tell him what she really wants for Mother's Day is for you to work in her yard. Yeah, you can amen. give her a card. You can give her a card and say, Mama, you spent my whole life raising me, and, and every, you did everything you could to make me happy, so I want to make you happy. So here is a day in your yard. Boy, that's good. If you have children, take the whole family. Show the little children. Give give each child a different weed and let them pull it. And this is a wonderful way to introduce children into gardening and to get them away from something electronic. Mm -hmm. Another part of this, Ashley, a Maybe the biggest part is what she really wants is the time that you're giving her. So turn your phone off. Oh, that's Turn good. your phone off, period. Turn it off. Yeah, and make sure um, she's sitting over there with some sweet tea while you're weeding or mowing exactly, or whatever. Oh, exactly. that's a great idea. And uh, the reason I call this is because yesterday I actually walked up to a stranger and started telling him this, and he said, I heard you on the radio last year, and I did it. <laughs> he said, and my mama loved it, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> so, of course, I had to call back. So well, that's I'm my glad. first. That's my first tip, and I'll give All you right. my second real one quick, real quickly. Yeah. Okay, 30 years ago, I was at a church camp, big cookout the last night, uh, potato salad everywhere you looked inside, the, a wall of glass doors propped open the whole okay. time. There was not one fly inside that hall not one i couldn't believe it but everywhere i looked there were ziploc bags half full of water taped up over the glass doors now i came home and did it those were north carolina flies but dunwoody flies go by the same rules (laughs) because it works now snopes and snopes says it's unproven mythbuster says it does not work but they didn't do it the way we do it just putting a bag over your door yeah half full um, with water and i've always so, heard drop a penny in there you can drop pennies in there apparently it doesn't matter there's lots of these on youtube okay. swearing by it but uh the main thing is it cannot be flush against the door jam it needs to be suspended from the door a couple inches because apparently it uh 
the refraction Uh of the light um, scares the flies away. Just like how you'd hang mistletoe right in the center of the door. Well, Grace, (laughs) we've got to run, but thank you so much. That's an awesome tip. You're welcome. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. You too. And I know people are going to take you up on that suggestion for mom. It's free. It's easy. Two or three or four hours of your time in mom's yard. It's going to go a long way. All right. Time to take a break. And when we come back, I promise I've I've kept teasing it, but Mickey with a couple of tips about vegetable gardening. It's not too late. Some ideas for you next on Green and Growing. You're listening to WSB. Can't believe how quickly the show has flown by, but Dave Baker is busting down the door right now to get in here for his 9 o'clock show, the Home Fix-It show. A few more minutes with Mickey Gasway. Thanks to all of you for the calls and to Charles Lampkin and Pike Nursery for the uh, hydrangea gift ideas for moms for Mother's Day. But, uh, Mickey, we we didn't really get to talk as much as I wanted to about vegetable gardening. Um, not too late to put tomato plants in the ground by no, any means. No, absolutely not. What else can people be doing? You can do tomato plants, pepper plants. Um, if you want to get ahead a little bit on your squash, you can do those for plants. Or you can do squash and cucumbers and beans. You can do those from seed. So easy, that's easy. cool. So They'll if I right didn't up. do the seed, you know, indoors and go through all oh, that yeah, process. Oh, yeah, no, do it back outside. It'll come up in just a few days. Direct sow it. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And then make sure we've got all the right, you know, garden soil in there. Right. Make sure you've got good soil. Um, I've I've gotten where I love the cucumbers that are the climbing cucumbers. They taste better and they're easier to grow. Now, how do you trellis those? How do you love them? I've got them on a trellis. Okay. I've got them on a trellis and I just... They just climb right up. Yeah, the tendrils, great. they shoot out. Yeah, and they're real skinny, and they they just taste better than, than the other ones. So when I'm going out there today in the raised bed, and I've got the soil ready, and I've got the seeds, I don't even really need a shovel. No, you can do it with your hands, yeah. <laughs> your finger. Just push those little seeds down. Yeah. They'll really start to sprout up. And I mean, just beans in like three or four days, cucumbers in a week. Wow. Easy. Okay. Yeah. See, folks, for, for all the summer vegetables that you just absolutely enjoy, not too late. Even think about, uh, you know, a lot of our blueberry bushes that we've already got have put on fruit. Mm-hmm. It's not ready yet. Um, but fig trees as well, or yep. little fig bushes. Little Miss Figgy is a dwarf variety uh-huh. of fig. So other options too, you know, yeah. fruit, fruit and bushes. And peppers and um, eggplant. If you like eggplant, that's a good one. Now's to a good plant. time to do that. Yeah, too. that's when you plant from, and you do that for plants. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of my coworkers being like, yeah, I've, I've missed the window yeah, for oh tomato no. plants. Not at all. We always time. say tax day. Um, but, I mean, just the later you install it just means you're going to have a later round of tomatoes. And I, I also, with my vegetables, I always plant some sort of something to attract pollinators. And I use marigolds. Okay. I know some people think it repels nematodes. We don't have nematodes anyway, hardly. But um, I use that to attract pollinators for my squash and cucumbers. That's good. And zinnias, too. Zinnias mm, are going to be beautiful it, this summer. <clears throat> so those are great ideas as well. Just plant those around the bed. Yeah. No big deal. Pretty. Um, and I recently <laughs> wrote an article for the Green and Growing newsletter that comes out every other Friday. And you can find the article on wsbradio.com slash green and growing if you want to read the article about knowing what kind of soil to buy. I'm not talking about brands, but I'm talking when you go into the nursery or the big box stores, you're looking at one for flowers, mm-hmm. one for beds, mm-hmm. one for containers. There's potting soil, garden, soilless mix. Like you just are a little overwhelmed. And I had a coworker that I went to her house recently and she's like, I know I can't just put these tomatoes in the red clay. What do I need? So I pointed her in the right direction of getting a couple of bags of garden soil. So read that article and make sure you know the difference. So you're buying the right soil. A lot of times the picture on the bag helps 
but it's not always the full story. So read this, read up a little bit on what to buy, and you're well on your way to start those vegetable gardens. Mickey, Jay, thank you so much for being here today. We've had a great time. Thank Folks you for having us. Folks can see at the West Cobb uh, Pike Nursery on Barrett Parkway. That's right. We'll be there today. I'll be at Smoke on the Lake, the barbecue festival in Ackworth at Logan Farm Park uh, for the Kennesaw Police Department. See you guys later. Enjoy the weekend and happy Mother's Day.